Hello everyone, welcome once again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam and today we are delighted to be bringing you part two of our meander through writing for humans with Hilary Nightingale who's from Carbon Copy Social and today amongst other things we'll be talking about how do you commission a website homepage? Where do you start? Where do you start writing a homepage with a blank sheet of paper or rather a blank screen? How do you start writing there? What should you be thinking about? Um, Keywords. Why do we use them? How do we use them? How should we use them? Why are they still so important? Um, Accessibility. Why is this really important in marketing? How can it actually help you improve your pages on your website and actually improve your marketing overall? And then also content. How do we actually write content for particular human beings and our audience? What is it that we're looking to do to actually engage them? And uh, how do we actually provide some value through the content that we write? That's enough from me right now. I'll allow us to continue the conversation. Enjoy. Well, it's it's interesting actually because I, I, this is why I see the real um, the 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 interface, the connection between the whole networking thing. You know, when we talked to Stefan and Thomas a while ago, that you know, network the best networking and also then marketing. And if particularly if you're a small business marketing, it all connects again back to I work with you know people in B two B as well. But you think about it, it's all human beings making decision at the end of the day, and and the best ways in, in terms of your own story, Henry, as you say, in the middle of lockdown, you started off with someone you knew um because uh, everyone forgets the people closest to them they sort of think oh we need i need to appeal to the audience which as you say someone lost somewhere in those 95 million posts as you say sally out there in the world they don't think about who's who, who who's my you know tennis um partner or or, or, who, or who lives next door or who's my old yeah. friend from lives in newcastle upon tyne you know it's this it's the thing about that that's your immediate sort of network of people and you say your tribes etc then perhaps you know you're connected with someone in, into a yoga class, which again is something to do with you know where you so I say socialize. It's part of your life, isn't it? It's part of your your life and you, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sort of uh, um, but, but, but those, those connections and it's sort of the whole thing of yes, it's it, it's it's a person human to human connection, and then you know word of mouth and everyone always says that word of mouth again is 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 the most vital. I mean, pretty much everything I've ever worked in, it seemed that word of mouth in some shape or form or another whether it's on social media whether it's literally face to face it's obviously the most powerful because again it's the human to human connection it, it's that spreading of, of that word and truly sort of inbound marketing is stuff that will appeal to that hu- human element of your brain it, it, i'm not making much sense here but i'm trying to sort of say about you know the idea of networking on a smaller scale you can see this the best form of marketing in my opinion is something that sort of amplifies that but obviously it does it it's in a more sophisticated way but it's just really in essence, at the very heart of everything you're trying to do, everything we've said already today is, is about that human to human connection, which you're, you're trying to replicate, you're trying to spread, um, I suppose, in many ways. But one thing I was going to say about was um, about uh, clarity, because um, someone I worked with on, on building a, a massive new website um, a few years ago, and, and she's a web expert, and she was saying about we were trying to write a lot of sophisticated stuff with lots of really interesting content and articles and things like this and pack, packing lots in. So the first thing she said was, right, strip away. Don't don't talk about all this. It's, it's mobile first. That's the first thing you need to remember because this website is mobile first. You can't have all of this info in there and have people scrolling and scrolling and scrolling forever. So we need to cut it down. But also keep it, you know, the whole keep it simple, stupid. But the whole, you know, as she almost have said, assume that your users well, obviously, because they're coming to this website, they don't really have any idea what, what this is and what they want to do with it effectively. You must start from a base there and make it clear. The clarity for her seemed to be the most important thing 
to start as a foundation and then building on top of that but where, where would you start if as you've already given us an example of of cutting back on a website if you started fresh someone came along to you and said okay yeah my handbag shop um i i want to i want to write a homepage for this do you start with clarity do you start with a the human touch where, where would you start sorry it's a horrible question to it's a horrible question um <laughs> homepage homepages on websites uh, i see as uh, like a bit of a, a signpost really to, to help people it's at the top of the funnel or is you know the filter um here we are this is everything you know pared down if you want to know more in depth then you can go to this page if you want to find out more about us and you can go to this page if you want to see what people are saying about us you can go to our social media all of that um so home pages are um they're they're the um the intermediary again between um the the social media side and the selling side i suppose it's the signposting where do i go from here it's the welcoming that uh, you know, it's the greeter at the door to say, right, how, you know, you're here. Why are you here? What is it that you're looking for? So that's pretty much um, the question I think that needs to be addressed uh, on a homepage is, is why are you here? What are you looking for? Um, and if you have um, a specific product like a handbag, then you know people are there for handbags. So what is it that you're looking for in that handbag? Um, and then you can you can expand. So the, the yeah, it's it, the the you have to be the title you know go back to learning how to write um back in primary school and you had your story mountain and all of that sort of stuff you build the build it build it build it and then you bring it back down again um you start with your headline don't you look in the newspaper it's like bam headline well, well, well what is this all about sub headline it's all about this the meat the copy um so yeah, you, that now we can talk about uh, writing for Google. So this is where your, your your keywords have to appear. They have to be there because um, your reader needs to know that they're in the right place. Okay, yeah, I wanted a leather handbag. Okay, this says leather handbags on it. But Google needs to know that they're going to return that page to that person because they've used the keywords in their search engine. Um, so gone are the days of writing white on white yeah. <laughs> I mean I've never I never saw it in practice um, but I, I understand there were secret pages that um, <laughs> stuff full of keywords and it's all gone because Google knows that you're up to no good um, I managed it. to find one the other day uh, <laughs> amazingly yeah it was looking for taxis in a in local area so uh, in, in Devon when I was on holiday and it was uh, looking it up and it had that and it <laughs> So, you know, we just, again, you look at it, you think that's just not not just unnatural, a bit weird where someone sort of says, hi, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're the Oxford based taxi company. And we operate around Oxford and Oxford taxis are really good because we love providing taxi services in Oxford and Oxford's a great, you know, just packing, packing, <laughs> packing. goop. But this wasn't even that. This was just, you know, you had you sort of you looked up where where you were and it had every single village and every single combination, but actually just on the page. And this is on a, a mobile um, uh, web page and it was just a list um, as long as your arm and you just think again I mean I, I managed to find it of course so I mean I think they must have enough, enough traction with other things but I, I've had that before before yeah back in the day you say selecting um, on the page because you see this huge blank area and you think what's that about all this image and behind mm -hmm. it it's got all of these <laughs> geographical and and other keywords just listed and listed and listed and you think god but you say very rare and should almost be not impossible but very rare to find these days because that's not 
That's not good quality. But also, Google look for it and shove you down the list. So it's really bad for your SEO. Google isn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you're, you're right about the Oxford taxis that take you from Oxford A to Oxford B because we love Oxford. Nobody speaks like that. If I said to you, Sam, can you recommend a taxi service to get me into Oxford and home? You wouldn't use that word continually for me you would <laughs> you would go yeah well, I'd use these guys because they've got heated seats yeah. uh, uh, and they're really clean uh, you know and it smells nice the driver clearly doesn't smoke it's comfortable it's a nice car you know that that's what you would say because that's what I'm looking that's what I'm looking for mm. um so this whole you know put it in the h1 put it once in the first paragraph maybe and, and but don't forget that it's it's reader first algorithm second um, and interesting you're saying about um the image um and this this takes us into um accessibility as well mm. that there's a, a trick that people used to use called alt text for images where they another place where keywords could be stuffed um, and actually, when you think about what alt text means, it's it's an alternative text version of this image. So somebody who cannot um, see the image and it, it, the description of it is read to them from this alt text, they're going to get <laughs> this bizarre <laughs> list of keywords put in there. So um, if, if there's one thing that um, anybody listening takes away, please don't use alt text in images as a secret place to stuff your keywords. So if you can get them in there sensibly, do so, but please just use it to describe the image for somebody because it's alienate <laughs> and that will get around. <laughs> Absolutely, no, that that that's a key, as you say a, a key a key place where keywords are, where stats as well. And, and you, you mentioned accessibility. I mean, that's a, a, one thing I definitely wanted to sort of um, well, you've already brought up, which is great today about about in terms of again. I mean, I, I'm I'm working with a, a, another client on um, a new website, and accessibility has come up as the one of the absolute key um, elements that we need to focus on, um, and particularly obviously with the you know public funded um, organizations everything that there's you have to have an accessible website but it's just interesting i think sometimes when you as a marketer when you've done so much work on trying to say build this relationship have engaging interesting content which is relevant to your audience etc you've done all of this stuff and then someone says ah yes but is that actually is it actually accessible obviously is the design of, of your page and and your your video has that got all the accessibility has it got transcripts on there uh, does, does this actually make sense and again it, it, I suppose it's another filter of making sense, isn't it? It's like, does this make sense? But does it really make sense? Does If I was to look at this without being able to see everything in context, does this site still make sense? Does does this link even make sense? You know, rather than just saying, you know, just um, click here. So, well, click here for what? What am I clicking there for? You know, but if you're saying um, uh, the, 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 our latest offers this January, um, you know, and obviously that's the link. You're clicking on the hyperlink. You're getting it correct, but that must be a crucial thing in the in the work that you're doing, I presume, at the moment. I love I love links um, like that because that's again that's another place in a live link where you can actually use your keywords. So somebody might say, um, click here to view um, weekend bags, perhaps, um, and they would use the words click here uh, as the link. But actually, what you want to use as the link is the is the keywords of weekend bags. Mm. Uh, um, no, that's really interesting. So it it speaks to Google because you know you're using the keywords there. But also, as you say, it tells a person immediately 
Um, and, and it's obvious, you know, if you read the sentence, click here to view weekend bags, everybody, nobody's silly enough to not understand what that means. But it just takes it that extra level where you don't really have to, you know, you know I don't know, just, maybe there's a millisecond of processing that doesn't have to happen. But as we all know, milliseconds really count, um, whether it's an extra click or an extra scroll or, or those first few sentences and everything. But um Accessibility is a huge thing, especially if you're going from a desktop to a mobile. Lots and lots of transactions are done on mobiles. Are buttons big enough? Are um, colours in images, you know, are they overlaid with wording? Is, is there too many words? Are you putting too many words in a button? Can a button simply just say book now rather than you trying to, you know, book, book now to discover something, something, something? You know, you don't need to do that. Um, necessarily um, because it's in the content which you know I think it, it's it's really difficult not to be you know it's difficult not to be yourself um, when you're viewing this and going yeah that's a good job I've done a really good job so um, that's where the tea break comes in handy <laughs> come back <laughs> and have a look but as an outsource uh, like myself that's where my clients really step up for me because I say here's first draft uh please you know pull it apart and a lot of them will go uh yeah no that's fine that's absolutely fine but can you you know can you not use that word can you use this word instead or I've got a better photograph you can use um more often than not I've found a better photograph you know for them uh, and then there's the conversation is the back and the back and forward um, for it but what doesn't happen often is um, that that then goes to the customer and says is the old a b testing sort of thing does this look better than this for you does this work better um, than this for you so um, I always encourage people so with the, the new home page that I've just written for my client um, they're very good at um, recording data and metrics mm -hmm. <coughs> I've said right we're, we're almost ready to actually implement the changes so please take a snapshot of where you are now for traffic and conversions and events and things that are happening on that page and then let's have another look at it in three months time and see how it's changed and see how that's differed and, I, and, I, and in fact go back three months as well um, so we've got a really good snapshot yeah. and see what's happening so you know if you're not willing to actually survey your customers um, maybe uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, that's another way you can actually look to see how useful, how accessible and how many buttons are getting clicked and how it's being uh, interacted with. Um, and uh, there's lots of people out there to, to help you to um, measure those metrics, those, those conversions. I think you're right. I mean, con uh, copywriting is one of the things that possibly needs as much metrics as possible, actually. And you need to as, do exactly what you say. How many people are actually reading this blog? You know, and if you you may have a you may have written several hundred wonderful blogs, but only one one of them's ever being read, and because you, you need to really learn from your copy what your customers are doing around it, and why spend a lot of time or money outsourcing it if no if none of your customers really want to read them. So yeah, either change the blog or change or don't do them anymore. Blogs are great for boosting SEO in in, in introducing keywords in a nice way um, to the website. Yeah links uh, but they're also really good for providing value to people when they need to find that value but they're not necessarily going to need it at the time you've published it That's um, true. so i found that some of the most successful blogs i've written and seen have 
been um, revealing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I I used to work with an agency, a a little boutique marketing agency, and one of the most successful blogs we wrote there was um, when my MD wrote, um, when's the right time to, to get an office? And she spoke about what it's like to work at home. This is way before <laughs> it was. <laughs> We're all doing it. Am I getting distracted by the laundry? Does the cat keep jumping onto my keyboard? Yes, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are the things. And, and people are like, oh, wow, she's got the same problems I've got. You know, and it doesn't mean that they went to get an office themselves. It, you know, that, that wasn't the point of the blog. The point of the blog was like, I could have a coffee with this woman and uh, we could talk about possibly working together because I kind of, I know where she's coming from and I'm from the same place. Um, you know, fun, hilarious blogs. That agency grew to six people at one point and I repurposed the When We Were Six poem. Um, from AMA, I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That was a really successful blog as well, and it introduced each one of the team members in a in a fun and interesting way. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have an artist to to redraw us in the same style. <laughs> it's building that empathy between you and your customers. That's I mean that's really important, and that's what means makes them return to you and stay with you. Actually, if you've got that empathy and they recognise that you recognize their pain points you've had their pain points all of those things then customers go oh yeah i like working with you because you know yeah yeah exactly and those are those are the blogs that are going to be really popular at the time of publishing Um, they're not necessarily going to be referred to you know three months later Um, so there are certain blogs that can be used as evergreen content to a certain degree for example I'll go back to my clients again I didn't mean to um it was a good example they they produced a bicycle seat for children uh, and I'm not going to go into why it is so brilliant but it is brilliant and one of the most popular blogs that I read I don't even repurpose I reshare over and over and over again is how to fit it <laughs> <laughs> so boring but they're selling the seats they get they get obviously certain instructions but this this blog has the um, md and his child both in the photographs and in the video putting the seat together together um uh, and then sitting on it and like you know uh, so it's engaging as well as really informative but people keep coming back to it because they just need that extra step they need that extra thing so you can reshare and reshare and reshare so there are certain blogs that won't necessarily get an immediate response and they're like, oh, that's got loads of likes and shares on LinkedIn. But they'll trickle in slowly and they will be continually valuable to people so that you've got to understand why you're writing. Really. Yeah. So that's a really good point. That what kind of got, what, what impact do you want this blog to have? Do you want it to have be a huge firework display and everyone's going to look at it now and never look at it again? Or is it, as you say, going to be more of a Roman candle, just happily burning away onto, into the future? Yeah, it definitely brings you right back to purpose, doesn't it? As well as you say, is, is yeah, is this something? It's as you said, a little bit more of a empathetic brand building thing and understanding. Can we work with you? Or more of a this is helpful. This is just a this is here yeah. to help. And therefore, when's it going to be helpful? Who's going to be who's going to be helpful to? And how are they going to access it? And uh, mm-hmm. exactly exactly over that time, I, I was just thinking we're, we're sort of we're, we're moving towards a sort of. Uh, God, yet again we could talk about this forever because there's so many other things to talk about but we're sort of moving towards a kind of uh, an end end point I suppose but I I was wondering um makes me think then about 
well obviously where where are we now but where i mean offline we were talking about the differences of you know post lockdown and and people are interacting more online of course as we all know and zoom meetings rather meeting in, in, in the flesh but in terms of being more human in 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 marketing writing copywriting in particular and also how we then actually go about marketing do, do we see anything in term, emerging i suppose in terms of trends into the future or where or perhaps even aspirational like where would we love it to go where where, where would you where would you if, if you had if you had clients in a year's time Henry, or five years time saying right so this is what we this is what i want to achieve or you know are, are there sort of do you see perhaps and we've talked about some mistakes and some how technology has evolved things have changed things have moved on but where where in an ideal world would would we like to see things going in this this next period if if people are perhaps more online and perhaps you know doing doing less face-to-face and, and meeting together in offices and things D- does that affect it or am i just talking about rubbish where do you like to see, see things going in terms of writing cool <laughs> big question and it's a big question so i think um i i think as you say with the advent of zoom and lots of important meetings and everybody remembers the newscaster whose kid wheeled in behind him yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and how, how many um funny memes are there of people wearing their pajama bottoms on the meetings and things like that um so i think what's really nice is actually nobody really minds and we're using Zoom as a specific um, lead here. Uh, nobody really minds the, the the child interrupting, you know, for a pack, a pack of crisps or something, or the, the the dog barking, or just pause while I take my DPD delivery or something like that. Nobody is really minds if that happened in a in a traditional classic meeting. You know, <laughs> my goodness, can you imagine? Like, I, I can't ever imagine saying, you know, actually my child's off sick today, but she's going to sit in the foyer of, of the hotel over there while I just get on with this meeting and then Potter's in. You know, that would never be acceptable. Mm-hmm. I think what's really nice that's, that's one of the changes that's happened is that people have become a lot more accepting. Not necessarily, they don't necessarily feel more comfortable that when it happens to them, but you would certainly be more agreeable if it did happen um, to me uh, whilst we were meeting. So I think um, that can be uh, that can be taken forward into writing as well. As I say, uh, you know, that example of my old MD um, being interrupted by the washing machine and the cat standing on the keyboard. Um, th- there's absolutely no reason why these little insights of, of the person behind the business can't come through. Um, and I suppose aspirationally speaking, um, thinking, I think about pages on websites. At the moment, they can be a little bit too much like a home page, and nobody really sees quite a lot of difference between them. But I think I would like to see about pages on websites be a lot more um, in- interesting and inviting and uh, personal. Um, so we, really... we, Go on, Sally. we do mention because both, both I run a business with a business partner and both of us do have pets and we mention our pets on our about page because it's extremely likely that I have a zoom link with me at some point Harry the cat will appear <laughs> so you may as well warn people at the front <laughs> yeah absolutely and I love that I love that idea because they're also conversation sparkers for when you do have the the meeting I had um uh, on LinkedIn 
um, a cartoon of me drawn and I had in the cartoon, I was wearing my new vegan Doc Martens, which I was very, very proud of. They're partly a, a parting gift from my redundancy earlier in the year. So I'm very fond of them. Um, and they were on LinkedIn and a, a person cold contacted me through a message on LinkedIn, but they were from HubSpot. So they had a bit of, you know, bit of welly behind them, if you pardon the pun. Um, and she said, I loved your vegan Doc Martens. And I thought, do you know what? I quite like you. I'm going to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for her to gain a lead from me by using yep. something that I'd revealed personally about myself. Mm. And I think it can work both ways. We we had that icebreaker and we're going right back to the very beginning of this meander as well. It's, let's, you know, that was her approaching me for a date. And I said, yeah, let's go for a date. We'll have a chat. And that's your conversation opener. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see, you know, in the future about pages actually being about the people behind the business and just revealing something a little bit cool about yeah. Yeah, yeah, and as you say, and, and who they really are, not not who they're trying to project. It goes back to the broadcast and the outbound and inbound, almost in a way, doesn't it? It's revealing more, revealing more about who you really are. A little bit of who you really are. I don't have to put your entire life history on a place you say, but it's more <laughs> about that. But that's fascinating. I think the fact that you've got that that genuine. You, you, you almost don't think about it. It's a genuine human aspect of yeah, here's my boot, here's my new boots, and then someone go ah yeah, and it, it speaks to that networking point again as well, doesn't it? You know, remembering, you know, oh yeah, they've got a dog and they live in I don't know Basingstoke or you know, or they've got this that really old car that keeps breaking down. That's my <laughs> that's that's my human connection yeah. again, isn't it? That's my conversation. Yeah. What yeah. a brilliant way. That's that's great. If you do get stuck for things to say, which can happen, obviously, then you've always got that little something you can you can sort of fall back on as well. Uh, you, you know, if you know what author they like to read, let's see, Sally's got lots and lots of books there. You know, you can say, <laughs> oh, that, which one of those books has uh, got the most dust on it, Sally? Have a nice chat, and you, and then just conversations flow much better, don't they? When you've broken that ice, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I, I think that uh, personally, I think that, that beautifully sort of connects connects everything together of our of, of our meander. And um, well, thank you so much. It's, I mean, did you have do, uh, <laughs> just one thing that I would like to um, just to say because I completely forgot at the very beginning. Lasagna is my favourite dish. <laughs> we forgot too. We we were so lasagna. Oh, I'd love lasagna. Gosh. Oh. No got to be up there in my top three i think uh, are we talking vegetarian lasagna or yeah, the full absolutely. yeah vegetarian absolutely. lasagna okay i'm not actually vegan although my doc martens are um so i will go for a proper full-on cheesy uh, lasagna mm. and like the best bit is that when it goes almost black around the edges mm. and crunchy <laughs> bits around the corners 100 percent. Mm. that is my favorite bit in fact you know what because i know my kids don't necessarily like that bit as much but also i'll sort of cut it up and give them bits in the middle and then i'll always go for the the the, the most blackened crunchy cheesy melted bit on the side because I, I absolutely love that even afterwards as you're sort of thinking oh, i better just tidy this up and then you know clean it because it'll never clean the dishwasher i have to actually you know the best way yeah the exactly best way to... up after lasagna is, is with a fork when no one else is looking i'm so <laughs> pleased there you go talk about human connections my goodness i'm so pleased that i'm not the only person in the world who, who does that <laughs> kindred lasagna spirit this is fantastic <laughs> that makes any sense but how true how true that is that yeah definitely the best thing to do that the crunchy bits on the side of lasagna but thank you for bringing that up as well because we completely forgot we 
we we hurled ourselves into being human in our, in our writing and marketing, <laughs> which has been fascinating. Obviously, I mean, gosh, we well, we're going to have to do, we're going to have to have you back here at some stage to talk mm-hmm. about some extensions to this because it's um, uh, yeah, I I just think it's it's so crucial. It in 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 a way, it's almost a sort of one of the best things in it. It's almost a simple concept in many ways, but actually difficult difficult to do and difficult to do well and difficult to remember to do well because everyone gets carried away with other things and and I, but i i think it's so utterly crucial in 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 everything with marketing but also so many other aspects of life and and, and yeah. um, work that we do in sales and all of it so we're going to have to get you back again and talk i'm afraid because this mm-hmm. is just it's it's been so good um going to, if you're happy to of course but yeah. um still talk about lasagna next time <laughs> yeah no let's just do let's just do a cookery corn. garlic bread maybe <laughs> yeah, garlic bread you've got to have to eat some garlic bread with lasagna as well i like to scoop mm-hmm. it i could go on with this forever going into that but thank you so much it's brilliant absolutely brilliant and i was going to say Hillary as well if um obviously hopefully people are, are listening to this and they've got a good understanding of what you do and, and and where you're from but um is there any more details about how best to get in touch with you and where people can find you if, they, if they're interested in, in in talking to you about your services Yep. So I'm selective about which platforms I use because I don't want to have to look after them all the time because I look after lots for other people. So um, I am on LinkedIn. I'm Hilary Nightingale, copywriter. Um, so you can find me on there. You can message me if you want to. All my contacts are on there, um, along with my website, which is carboncopysocial.co.uk. And you can have a look at some of my blogs on there, too. Brilliant. Perfect. Perfect. Well, only leaves remains for me to say thank you so much again, Henry, for your time. So we really enjoyed that. And uh, we will. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 be back for more of, as another a second helping of, uh, of, of discussion of Zadia at some stage. So thank you so much. It, it's been really fascinating. And um, yeah, thank you very much, everybody. And um, goodbye for now. Bye.